Welcome, everybody, to our Wednesday night, uh, Kingdom Culture. Uh, tonight's topic is uh, how do we do Kingdom Culture now? So I guess, you know, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, Kingdom Culture, and and uh, we, we dug in a little bit last week on how do we how do, we do it? What's it going to look like? So um, we just wanted to kind of keep that conversation going because we've got more more to more roads to go down, I guess, and 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 definitely go down those roads a little bit further. And so I just want to say hi to Martha and Maxine and Judith and Larry and Norma and Anne and Adina. 
who's uh, joining me from above. She is higher in the mountains than I am. She is above me. <laughs> yeah, I don't so. know if I'm going to be able to be on because there's a delay and uh, a lag. My uh, internet's not very good here. And so I'll stay on as long as I can, but it might uh, knock me off as everybody's getting home and uh, watching YouTube and Netflix. So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. Well, um, let's see here. Um, well, let's let's go ahead and dive in. I'm going to go ahead and just share this verse. And Adina, you can share a little bit on it and help launch this conversation off. Um, here, here's the verse. Let me do this first. Okay. All right, here's, here's the verses that we're going to look at, starting at uh, Isaiah 61, verse 1, and we're going to go through verse 4. I'll go ahead and just read these. Um, the Spirit of the Lord is God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to the blind, uh, uh, the, the bind bound up. I'm reading this from King James. It's been a while since I've read from King James. I should have switched it to NIV or something, but he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance in our, of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil, for, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that they might be glorified." And they shall build the old wa uh, old waste, they shall rise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. So, all right. Well, Adina, since you may not be with us very long, why don't you go ahead and start <laughs> us off here? <laughs> sure. You know, I just wanted to take off a little bit from Sunday when we were, you know, talking about the Christ anointing and how that impacts us. <laughs> And, you know, when Father led me to Isaiah 61 and just read, like, this really, to me, is the, um, the pinnacle, you know, of what kingdom culture is meant to be. It's meant to give freedom. It's meant to bring healing. And it's meant to restore, you know, the, the ruined cities, the waste places, and to, you know, raise up the foundation and so, you know, I don't know what all that looks like, but I know that this is the process for all of us to entering into. And I, I love our transformations course because that is really part of the, the healing, the broken and brokenhearted and setting the captives free. And we're just amazed, uh, you know, every week with testimonies of breakthrough. But there's more, you know, that we can be doing, particularly in the area of, you know, what does it mean to restore the waste places or the ruined cities? What does that look like? You know, in practicality, we can read these verses and go, wow, this is amazing. Yes, this is what we're supposed to be doing. But what does it look like personally? And how do we come together in that place of the anointing to, to do what he's asked us to do? And so would love to, to hear your thoughts and what you might want to share on that. So does anybody want to jump in? I'm watching YouTube and Facebook. I'm not sure if I'll be able to keep up with all the switching and everything I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> Judith, did you go yeah, ahead? 
this is a great topic. I, I just thank you for opening up the opportunity to just talk about this because um, it's something I, I really struggle with too. And I know we all do because it's not all about the ascensions and everything, but it's about how we're walking it out. And I guess that's, is that, or am I, I just hope I'm on the same. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's what we're, that's what we're here for is, is to me, there's going to be a kingdom culture that will come that will be fully God's. But yeah. there's also the transition where we need to be able to move through this. And um, what are we doing today versus waiting? Yeah. You know, yeah. Otherwise, we get into the same situation. Or we're, we're just waiting yeah. for Jesus to come and do it all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think for me, uh, the, I've, there's been a notice, noticeable change as I've started to connect um, with with other people that are like-minded. Like you said, we're connecting virtually a lot. Sorry, my phone's going to die. Um we are uh, connecting a lot virtually, but how do we walk it out? And what I've found since I've lived in this new, in Sarasota now for a, a year, um, it's just it's just kind of in the relationships that the father's brought along. I've really tried to ask father for keys to kind of unlock a conversation that would open up an opportunity for a give and take. Because I found like, you know, so many people, everybody's at a different level of their search but when there's a question or a vacuum, then the Lord kind of fills it. And I really pray for those vacuums. And it's been phenomenal, actually, because I met a lady that's at my daughter's church that was kind of really in the background. And she was not very vocal and stuff. And we just struck up a friendship and we've been meeting regularly. Now she's starting prayer in the church, but like ascension prayers, like a whole different oh, wow. mode. And it's been kind of, and I'm just like, wow, I didn't see it happen or I didn't do it intentionally. You know what I'm trying to say? And she just like, her and her husband are opening a coffee shop in the middle of Sarasota and they've dedicated a room to kind of prayer and, and discipleship, you know, as they call it. But it's not really discipleship. It's like kingdom training. You know what I mean? And so I found like, it's just those little opportunities. So you just keep dropping seeds and, and it just starts bearing fruit. And then you just kind of keep coming back to it and coming back to it. And that's what I found. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the seeds in the thing. But then the long-term vision of developing kingdom culture in the long-term, meaning like communities and schools and agricultural things. I mean, for me, that's my goal in the long-term, but it really does start with the day. But I'm glad you opened this conversation. Anyway. Very good. And that, yeah. that, I mean, that's what we're looking for is knowing that there's going to be a lot of people out there. Again, we're reaching out to the body to hear what the body has to say rather than us just trying to teach you and tell you what to think. But yeah. rather understanding that the body has so much more than any one person or two people could ever give. Um, you know, we're going to share our stuff. And I see Jerry Bryant. Uh, I don't know if he's on. Jerry, I don't know if you're on uh, uh, watching uh, um, and can stay on, but we'd love to have you jump on Zoom and maybe Muriel, you can put the links there to get through Zoom to get on here and join us in the conversation. Would love that if you would do that, Jerry. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm just curious, Judith. I know many of you were, were on already. Many of you um, were on and uh, watching on Sunday when we were talking about the plumb lines for Kingdom Culture. And these were the plumb lines that came out for Kingdom Economics, but I think these also apply for Kingdom uh, education. There may be more and there may be some to switch out, uh, but also for kingdom um, education or education and economics. So they include the, the three that we already have. Jesus is the only way, love, honor, and respect, and ask the Father. So they include those. 
But the three that were added for kingdom culture were to operate out of a, an understanding of abundance. In other words, not scarcity, but abundance, which means oh. it, it puts us in a place where we're free to give. So if you need something and I have some, you know, I have abundance, I can just give to you and we're all good. Uh, stewardship, where I take care of the things that are around me, uh, whatever it is that I have, that I would, would steward it very well. And then cooperation. And so in the cooperation aspect, you know, there may be some, some need that is way beyond what I could do, but in cooperation, I could give into that and help so mm -hmm. that the, the you know, kingdom can move forward. <clears throat> or if there's a stewardship issue, like cleaning, I, I use the example of cleaning the oceans. That's not just a one-man thing. That's yeah. a, you know, a community that needs to come together, a world global community that needs to come together to do that. So those were the three other um, uh, plumb lines, <clears throat> excuse me, that came up, came out. And we're just also looking at how would these apply? Is there a synergy that works with all these that we can, uh, you know, bring all this to the table and realize, yeah, we, we can do this. We can start taking those micro steps where each of us, you know, start, start that process and start doing something. So other thoughts. I think what you said, Gil, about the micro steps is so key because for, you know, many people, it's, you know, nine to five job, it's, it's kids, it's, you know, grandkids, and it can feel overwhelming to go, you know, what is my part? What can I do? And I, I believe that first step, you know, is, is living it, living kingdom government personally, but then asking the father is, you know, what is the small step I can do this week? You know, because I, we can, we can talk, as they say, till the cows come home, but, you know, ultimately we're faced with the challenges. We all live a busy life and, and we've got this going and that going. And, you know, what does it take to, to walk out kingdom government and kingdom culture? And, you know, it, it may require, you know, uh, turning off the TV or saying no to some things so that we can really devote that time to go, okay, Father, what is the small step, you know, not to be overwhelmed, not to be stressed, not to be striving, but going, what is the small step I can take this week? So thoughts on that. What are some small steps? Maybe that would be a good conversation to uh, look at what are some actual practical things that we can do as we begin moving forward. Yeah, I like that, uh, Adina, um, for sure, because I, I feel very isolated because I live out in a rural area and um, I take care of my 97-year-old mother uh, two, two weeks on, two weeks off. So I... Um, those two weeks that she's here, I can't really go anywhere. And then uh, two weeks that I'm uh, don't have her, uh, you know, I can I can try to see some friends or stuff, but um, you know, everybody's busy as you say. But for me, I live. Um, I have a garden and I have a farm, and so I'm just learning really about again who I am and what I can do to um, impact creation you know so i go out there and just breathe him in and uh, just enjoy just worship and enjoying every second I, I i'm in virginia and we, we're like 10 degrees colder than we should be we've been like this for 
a month and I'm loving it because I can go out there and work all day in the sun and not sweat <laughs> and get a lot done, you know? Um, so to me, it's like heavenly days. So I, um, you know, I mean, so I am trying to rest and not think, Oh, I should be doing something more. You know, I can't, I, mm -hmm. I can't do anything more. I have to do what I'm doing is, and I'm seeing growth in my relationship with my mother. You know, I mean, I'm seeing how I'm being more patient and more loving with her. And, you know, uh, so he, the Lord's stretching me having her here. So I, you know, I mean, it's all individual. Um, but I feel like the Lord has plans for this farm too, you know, um, yeah. eventually. Uh, so I have a huge garden. I'm doing a, a permaculture and forest gardening and, um, just totally enjoying myself and, and loving it. And, um, you know, so it, it is definitely individual. So I, I, I don't go out to coffee houses and, you know, I don't, and I do the, go to the grocery shop store and stuff and I'm friendly, but that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of wonder if one of the steps, micro steps that we all could take is, uh, so, Ann, you just shared some of the stuff that you're already doing. I was going to bring up and say, well, uh, I guess in the area of stewardship, we could all do something in the in the sense of maybe maybe we uh, don't watch that show this time. And instead of watching that show, we just take a little walk around our property or wherever you're at, you know, just your apartment complex, whatever it is, and just look for what could I do to help take care of something here? Is there garbage to pick up? Is there a tree that needs some some help? You know, maybe some fertilizer or whatever. Just looking at what could be done there. That to me is a little bit of stewardship. Even looking at um, other things that we have ownership over and so forth. That we would take the time to just think about it. Ask the Father, what are some areas of, around around me right now that I could do something to take care of that? Do I need to clean that up? Do I need to well, whatever? You know. Um, uh, and then, you know, so going down that list, I almost wonder if there might be a little bit of a hierarchy of these uh, of these things. I think the first three, you know, the first three plumb lines would remain the first three. But then I'm wondering if stewardship might be the fourth one with abundance being the sec second one where uh, actually I said fourth. So abundance would be the fifth and then cooperation would be the sixth. So. You know, that you, you realize Jesus is the only way. You focus, you meditate on that, you spend your time with him as, as we all could be, should be, and learn that you're always with him and you can always talk to him. And then the third one is to love, honor, and respect each other and others around you. Uh, and then ask the Father. And then as you're doing that, then look at number four, which would be stewardship. All right, Father, what is there around me that I can actually engage with to begin to, you know, restore it i guess that's what we're doing when we're you know looking at stewardship what can i do to help restore something and then the fifth one being abundance lord what do i have that i'm an abundant i have an abundance of or who do i know that has a need and where i have a little extra of something that i can share and, and give to them uh and i'm actually as i'm thinking of this like man this could really go a long ways if everybody just did a little bit of this and then the sixth one would be cooperation what groups or community things are going on around me that I can become part of in order to affect a larger area. And, and, you know, and a lot of that's going to come out of the passion of your own heart. What do you have passion for? Do you want to see, you know, the, the, the horses or the wildlife uh, restored in your area? 
um, you know, whatever it may be, but then looking at what are the groups that I can't, and it doesn't have to be a Christian led group. If it's doing a kingdom thing, let's get on board. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So thoughts on that? I think that's all good. I, I'm curious, you know, um, and since you're from Virginia and, you know, the East Coast is having this gas shortage because of different things. And, you know, one of the things is how do we, how do we engage, you know, with what is going on around us right now? And what does that look like for stewardship, abundance and cooperation? And, you know, I think the challenge why it's so important to ask the father, because in, you know, in days past, we just want God to make everything better. Um, But part of restoration is you got to clear away the rubble. (laughs) And because of that, sometimes we have to go through some challenges that, you know, is exposing the broken systems and the broken things that uh, definitely need restoration. But, you know, may take some time. And so, you know, I don't even know, you know, if we have some time today to, to, uh, to, you know, do an encounter together to see what father, you know, would be saying about some of these things that are going on, you know, in our world around us and what are his solutions and how can we, you know, participate in them? Well, for one of them, just, uh, Basically, for the the gas situation, I just heard that there a story. Someone, my, my UPS man, told me, I mean, that people are fighting over gas or you yeah. know, uh, in line and uh, just having crazy. I mean, this yeah. this only I don't I have been on a technology fast because I'm doing a Chris Carter class and so uh, I just heard about it a couple of days ago and I did go uh, to our our town um, and there were cars you know in line i mean there are two gas stations that don't have gas and there's you know towns that don't have any gas and stuff so just for me practically i can just send out my love and peace you know for the people that are anxious about this you know they're making they're everybody the authorities are saying there's plenty of gas it's just all these people that are getting freaked out and uh buying you know gas in all their tanks and just because they're afraid that we'll run out or something. So I can just be, I can just be peace and I can be love. And I can, you know, when I drive by the gas stations, uh, um, you know, in in that, because it it is, it's definitely people are on edge around here because of this. Well, and uh, I did hear today that they, the uh, oil company or whatever that, that, you know, got hacked and caused all this, that, they are back up and running, but they said it's going to take a few days to get all the supply lines, um, you know, caught up. So uh, that if anybody doesn't know that, that's good news. Just be calm. In a few days, everything will be back. All that should be back to normal, hopefully. Um, but just like the toilet paper, you know, people just kind of create these things, too, I think. Right. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. It's it's fear. You know, once we let go of fear, then we move into that place of trying to control everything. And uh, by control, we got to go get more gas so that we have enough for us. Uh, so definitely not operating out of abundance and stewardship and cooperation. <laughs> no. So all we can, I mean, all I feel like I can do in that big situation is to be just love and to be shine, have that frequency. Um, 
to yeah bless people you know yeah that's good that's good uh anyone else well i i'll just uh give a real short two cents here before i have to go back to my grandkids okay um and that is i love what everyone's saying and i just feel like um just being the light of christ just being jesus to everybody just yeah. sending out his love i mean we have all rule reign power authority dominion you know both exousia and dunamis power you know all of those principalities and that spirit of fear and everything going on that's all under our feet we get to decree it we get to what we send out really impacts the whole vibrational frequency of the earth and attitudes around us it can break that that spirit of dread or hopelessness or fear and just bring hope and peace and love yeah. and even joy i mean i love in the face of the angst i mean i notice that people that are you know um you know just vociferously wearing their mask as they uh you know exercise and go everywhere and they have a lot of times a lot of anger in their eyes when they pass me because i'm always walking without one because you know, I enjoy fresh air. And I just, I just send blessing and love. I mean, I just, and I treat people in a way that, um, you know, I, I realize that everyone has this has Christ in them, the seed of Christ, they just don't know, they don't remember. And like how we treat people as Christ to them. It's like it, it helps trigger their remembrance, their memory bank yeah. that there's something better. Oh, there's love and there's peace and there's joy. And who is this? Who, who you know, this power in you? <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of people may think, well, that's that 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 doesn't sound like a lot. But let me tell you that if everybody did what you're talking about and stopped cooperating with the negative spirits that come up and right. just kind of escalate everything, we wouldn't be in a lot of the situations that we're in right now. Oh, and, so and, and, totally. And plus, you know, when we are sharing love and joy and peace, it creates an environment where we can also sit down together and discuss things versus fight about them. Uh, anyway, it's just it's just like it's a it's a no brainer when we are in our right mind and can sit down and think about it. But when we are so full of hurts and wounds and triggers <laughs> where a lot of people are just that kind of ticking time bomb kind of waiting to go off. So it's it is important for us to uh, be thinking about that and to be sharing that with everybody around us so thank you yeah. uh there was a comment uh or there is a comment on uh, youtube and apparently it was posted earlier on but it didn't go through for some reason but now it's coming through it says uh from uh, tico and tina says i believe a big key in the body is the body coming together for so long individual churches have tried to do their own thing uh, like fractured hands, arms, legs, etc. So, um, yeah. It's, and she says later, or he or she, I'm not sure which one it is, says, uh, we started, uh, we are starting to see people finally uh, coming together little by little. And, and I believe that's very true that we kind of almost had to have this, uh, I don't know if we had to have it, but we've had this polarization of uh, two different sides and maybe, maybe thousands of different sides, who knows, but they're all, this polarization that's just uh, creating this environment where many, many people are just tired of it. And they're tired and ready to say, can we just lay down the weapons for a while? Can we just come together? And, um, you know, 
I don't know what to say, but in some ways I want to say maybe that's what was needed in order for us to come to the place where we can finally say enough is enough. Let's lay it down. So I see Jerry Bryant. You made it on. Glad to see you, sir. And uh, yeah. Larry, so either of you have anything you want to add? I was going to say that I've been listening to this conversation and all this stuff would rise up in me and I go, well, and somebody would say it within three seconds. I mean, tracking. Seriously, I couldn't come up with one thing that somebody didn't say within the next two or three minutes, especially because I, I'm really focused on how fear affects people no matter where you go. And, uh, you know, we're getting uh, kind of a reprieve on the COVID thing in Tennessee in that um, I believe it's this week that the mayor in Tennessee of uh, Nashville is going to allow a hundred percent occupation of, um, of, you know, the arenas for the sports and things like that, but they still oh, might want you to wear a mask, but you a hundred percent is a better than 25. And still though, there's so much fear that people, even though if they get um, that kind of freedom given to them, they still, a lot of them are carrying these around and, and just uh, saying, I just don't know yet. And I don't judge that, but I do understand that the, the nature of the spirit of this world is fear. And so everything I've been hearing you say, it really makes a lot of sense that we're diffusing fear. We're, we're countering it with confidence and faith in him alone. And the more you go up and the more you spend time with him, it just saturates your being, you know, and I don't have to try. <laughs> it just oozes out, you know, because I'm in that, that encounter, that heavenly encounter. So, but anyway, your conversations tonight have been spot on in my heart. I really appreciate it. Very cool. You're very good. Uh, you know, it's funny cause I'm watching some of the, the feeds coming from uh, YouTube and, um, it's like they're talking because you know, they're a minute or two behind. And so they're talking about stuff. If I see it here, they said it before we uh, or we we were talking about it while they were writing it, not knowing that we were saying what they're writing on yeah. uh, YouTube. Yeah. It's very cool. Very cool. So uh, if you are on YouTube or Facebook, uh, encourage if you want to be part of the conversation, uh, you can keep doing what you're doing if you don't want to be on on live with us but if you go to the go get on zoom um with us then uh we can be in real time here so that is really good Jerry, news thank you. about tennessee uh opening up and winnipeg here on mother's day they shut everything down with very short notice so it was so sad for restaurant owners who had thought you know mother's day was the biggest day of the year and so everything till the end of May is completely shut down in Winnipeg. And so, yeah, and what you said about fear, I also think about anger. Like when the masks came in in Winnipeg last uh, September, a friend of mine said to me, Martha, your anger is part of the agenda. And that really hit me. And now with the vaccines, it's like that is making me so angry. And so it's it's like, yeah, to be reminded that my anger is part of the enemy's agenda. Like, I just thought, like, that's a really good reminder. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, very much so. 
uh, when we agree with the darkness that's around us, uh, yeah. we enter into it. We're just engaging with it like everybody else. And, <clears throat> and actually, it can even be worse for um, those of us who are claiming to walk in greater light or however you want to say that, uh, because people look to us and they they fortunately or unfortunately, they expect a little more out of us. And then when we engage uh, with hatred and nastiness toward anybody whether they're they're good or not um that still is just engaging with the same dark spirit that a lot of the people that you know christians want to judge uh are doing so in a lot of ways we're not really much different if we're engaging and just going into that with them but it can be understood a little bit just in the sense that when we are triggered in fear um you know what comes out of us then is all of all of our survival um, instincts and we start trying to control the situation or get away from the situation uh, and either way usually is not the best way if, and if we can come back into a place where we can engage with love and joy and peace then oftentimes I wouldn't say all the time you know there may be a good opportunity for us to bring others with us into that place of love and joy and peace if we're careful and just really listen to the father and what he's saying and, and do what he's doing you know, not try to beat people over the head with the Bible and tell them they're all wrong about what they're doing, but but actually, you know, bringing that love and joy and peace to them. Along along those lines, uh, I've been thinking about cooperation works with stewardship. The way that we cooperate with God and the people that are negative in our life that I have one individual that won't agree with anything and some of the dreams and visions that I've had uh he's talked to God and he said that God told him that they were not right that they were demonic or something like that so I'm cooperating with God in the fact that I will not talk to him unless he contacts me but the stewardship is my cooperation with God and I went back and I broke soul ties with this person and way I do it is I break soul ties and I bring back my soul and I release the soul part that they had in me back to them and I don't know it, to me they just kind of go together uh, stewardship and cooperation mm-hmm yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I think Anyone that, else? Uh, I think that um, this forced uh, time that we've had of, of hiddenness, you know, um, has really been a good thing. You know, I mean, for me it has, and I pray for my brothers and sisters in the Lord, too, that, um, you know, that we would not resist what the Lord's doing in, in us, um, having this time of peace, um, you know, having time to be able to think about these things and to um, ask the Lord and to, you know, since we can't go anywhere. I mean, so I, I just feel like I've really been changed in this um, time. And I, I, I just don't feel negative. There's no negativity in me about it, you know, about or anger. I mean, I don't know. I'm just feeling like I've been blessed because he's really, I've, 
I've, I don't know how to say it. I'm just responding to him and he does want that love and that peace and that joy to, um, we want, he wants us to experience it and he wants us to breathe it out to the people around us. Um, mm -hmm. and to bless people. Um, and that's really good what you're saying. And I'm seeing it through this perspective is that as I empty myself out and I really get lower, you know, and I empty myself out, then he has a chance then an opportunity to fill me with himself. And so I'm less and he's more. Right. And so hopefully that's what we're all striving for, that that would then come out in all these circumstances we walk in and then you go, well, I'm not even thinking about doing this. I'm just staying low. I'm staying in the peace of being in his presence, being in him and he's in me. And it just flows out. You know, I people will look at you like, are you, you strange? You're smiling. You know, you're you have light coming out of you. I've had people walk up and go, I don't know what it is. But when you walk in, I just I felt a shift in the atmosphere. <laughs> And yeah. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Right. I've, I've experienced that too a little bit. And I'm not saying I haven't gone through pain, you know, and, uh, you know, that it's not been totally easy. Uh, you know, that, that that's how we grow, that, that hard stuff. But I felt the same thing. I was in the store the other day and it was like, everybody was looking at me. It was like, whoa, I had a mask on, you know, so. And I just felt like the Lord said, "It is your, it's your frequency. It, it, it they are feeling your the presence of God in you, you know." So that was just totally cool, <laughs> you know. That um, so he's he's working in us, and we don't even know all that he's doing in us, you know. It's just like that seed in the ground. We we plant the seed, he plants the seed, and we don't know how it's working. I mean, you know, it's just in there, and then it, it just pops up, and there's this fruit so uh he's doing that in us it's so good very good you know the speaking of the frequency thing um that you know that again there's a lot of little things that if we continue to do it could very possibly really have a dramatic effect overall um and one of those little things I'm thinking of, and it's actually not little, it's a, it's a major thing for each and every one of us that we should be doing, and that is engaging with all of heaven, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and all of heaven. Engaging in the sense that we're stepping into the heavens so that frequency of heaven you know, can change our frequency because then as, it, as we spend that time in the heavens and it changes our frequency and we walk into other environments, yeah, they're going to see or sense that there's something different about us. But we can't really walk with that if we're not spending the time uh, in that frequency so that it can permeate every cell of our body. Um, just a cute little story. I've shared it a couple times already, but I don't know if I've shared it with this group. But um, uh, when we were in Texas, uh, I uh, was uh, sitting by the riverbank with my, my two boys and their friend. And I saw this little sparrow and over by the bank. And I'm like, what's, what is it doing? So I got up to go over and look and I thought, I don't, I'm curious how close I can get before he flies away. Well, I got fairly close and we, they actually got some pictures of it. I got fairly close and it started moving toward me, you know, just bouncing on the ground toward me. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm going to back up. I don't really want your lice, you know? <laughs> and, um, and it kept coming toward me. 
And I was up against a step. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going any, any further. And that little bird came up to me and it jumped on my shoe and up to the next step. And I'm just thinking, holy cow. And then it just sat there and looked at me. So it's like literally this far from me. And, and so I reach down and it doesn't fly away. It just sits there and it lets me pet it. And Whoa. I'm thinking, this is incredible. And it stuck around for a little bit before it flew away. But, um, you know, all I can say is that had to be free. That was right after one of our immersion retreats. So, you know, we spend a lot of time engaging and so forth at these immersion retreats. And so all I can say is that, um, you know, my frequency must have changed quite dramatically for this little bird to be comfortable with me coming up that close and just petting it and so forth. Um, it was pretty incredible. But yeah, we can have our frequency changed by spending that time in the heavens. And then when we go places, people are going to see it. People are going to know something's going on. So... What else? What are some other ideas of things you, you think of that we could do now and ideally help bring people on? Or, you know, looking at the, the six plumb lines, you know, what are some other ways of seeing how these can synergistically work together? And maybe I need to write these out and post them sometime so that uh, we can see them and start looking at them. Because there, there was another plumb line that was a possible plumb line that was brought up on Sunday, and that was service. I believe it was service. And I, I think that's a very, very good one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and write it in here. <clears throat> but I don't know if it's actually kind of insinuated through 4, 5, or 6, or 4, 5, and 6 of uh, stewardship, abundance, and cooperation. So... <clears throat> Any thoughts? Any any questions on any of that? I just want to say, just real quickly, that the uh, the stewardship, I really think it becomes tending. I loved it when Anne said uh, that she just tends her farm, and that was kind of the what Adam did. I apologize, my GPS is going off. Um, that was what Adam was uh, required to do while he was in the garden when he was in the garden was just tend to the things that the father had put there and, you know, brought forth for him. And the other part is the time we are spending in heaven. Yes, it is frequency that's being changed, but it's also a substance. We are receiving a substance. We are being transformed into a substance of heaven. The more we spend up there. And I think it's just been amazing to watch that happen. Yeah, uh, we engage with people here in from that place of uh, heavenly places. So. That's good. That's good. Love that. So I'm going to uh, just for anybody who's come on recently, I'm going to go through these uh, plumb lines real quick. And um, uh, and these are plumb lines for kingdom culture. And that includes kingdom government, kingdom education, kingdom economics. Uh, the first three are what we normally go by. Jesus is the only way. Second one, love, honor, respect. Third one, ask the Father. Fourth one, stewardship. Fifth one, abundance. And sixth one, cooperation. And then possibly a seventh of service. Um, and again, as I went through these earlier, just realizing that stewardship, if we're just looking around us to see what is it we need to take care of or what can we do to help improve this area or the things that you know I have uh, ownership, stewardship over. And then as I'm doing that, also to look at what do I have that I have an abundance of um, or who around me 
needs something, and maybe I can spare some of what I have to give to them, but that always operating out of that, um, uh, you know, mindset of abundance. And then the sixth one is cooperation and looking around to see what can I do to step into something that's bigger than me that I couldn't just do on my own, but I can do it with a group of other people. You know, what is that? What does that look like? And then the seventh one would be service, which would, you know, again, I'm not sure that it might already be insinuated with cooperation that we're looking for, you know, how can I serve or stewardship? How, what can I take care of or abundance? Who can I find to, uh, you know, help uh, in one way or another? So, you know, the, I, I think we used this the last time that um, uh, the Amish do a lot of this cooperation, stewardship uh, pretty good and that, you know, they get together and, and build a barn on a weekend. You know, something that no one person could do in probably, uh, you know, one, two, three, four weeks. But when so many of them come together, that they're able to literally put up a barn in a day, which is absolutely, I've seen it happen. It's pretty incredible to see. So other thoughts? All right. Well, we're we got about 15 minutes left, so not a, not a lot of time, but um, something to keep thinking about. And I think next week uh, we are looking at um, kingdom economics and what 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 would kingdom economics look like? Now, I think that ultimately that kingdom ec economics, full kingdom economics is not going to be anything like capitalism. Um, it, it, now, this may sound a little crazy, but I feel like it's just, again, my own opinion, but uh, I feel like kingdom economics is probably going to look more like, um, uh, you know, something off of Star Trek where people have got to a place where they're willing to do their best for the human race, period. You know, so the, the inventions and the motivation to uh, increase and be better people and all that is still there, even though there's not necessarily a monetary system. Now, I know there's some shows where, yes, there's a monetary system and you get, bring in the Ferengi and then you're really uh, got the whole uh, capitalism going again. But other than that, um, it, living in an environment where money is not necessarily what you're going for in fact you you're it would probably be maybe more on a trading system so these are just my thoughts I, I would love to hear your thoughts especially next week when we come back together uh if you have any thoughts on it right now would love to love to hear it it's funny you said star trek because my husband when i join you guys he says i'm joining the star trek people yeah <laughs> awesome yep we're, we're, we're moving that direction hopefully to live in the stars and uh, have a economic system that looks more like that. Well, that last part, maybe not. <laughs> you know, today, today I had an opportunity for the first time to sit in and ride in a, a Tesla, a Tesla, Tesla yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was not prepared, to be honest with you, the design and the engineering that I took in in just these few so seconds. And I turned to my friend and I said, uh, to think that a man with 3% of his brain, maybe 5%, could engineer this type of a vehicle, you know, um, all the features, you know, it's just, it's just unbelievable. It's just, if you've not been in one, 
And I said it with 5% of his brain, 3% for most of us. <laughs> what are we going to see happen as we really engage in the heavenly realms in economies, uh, you know, in business and all these things that we're talking about next week? You know, uh, imagine what could come from men and women surrendered and their minds and their spirits intertwined to create and develop things this yeah. world's never seen. We don't even have, it's like a grain of sand compared to the sand of the ocean. <laughs> What's possible? Yeah. Uh, it, it is amazing. And we know that we're, we're headed, I mean, we're already crossed the threshold, but moving deeper into, um, things that father's releasing that uh, we we didn't necessarily have access to before so it's like if you if you had dreams and visions before and you gave up on them now's definitely a time to re-engage with them and and see what father see if he's got any new fresh revelation or something for you <laughs> um so marianne asked this question so i'll put it out to everybody and, and um she says uh, do you have rest as a plumb line that way serving won't turn into striving or people-pleasing. And I would just say this, that uh, that may need to be a plumb line as we're moving into kingdom. But my understanding is that, um, you know, we are, when, when we understand who we are, when we truly begin to understand who we are, we realize the performance is not necessary. Uh, striving is not necessary. Uh, I believe rest is an absolute necessity and uh, uh, something that we all need to understand. That, but but when we truly understand our identity and know who we are, uh, I, I know for myself, I was definitely a people pleaser. I was striving and performing all the time, trying to impress people and impress myself or earn my way or prove that I'm worthy. But once I began to understand who I really am, most of that has gone away. Uh, you know. I feel like if, if we know who we are, we will look to ourselves, our perfected self, and see, oh, that's who I really am, and then I can operate in a confidence of knowing that I don't need to perform to try to prove myself to anybody else, that I am who I am, uh, and God has created me this way, so I'm comfortable in who I am. I don't have to try to be somebody else, so... Um, but I could see that possibly that could be a, you know, part of the plumb lines or a sub plumb line <laughs> that, um, would help get us to where we need to be. And, and in the process, hopefully again, we learn more and more, you know, we've got, we've got some teachings on the perfected self and actually walking that, you know, beginning to see that and walk that out. It comes with the, you know, stepping into the heavens and seeing that, you know, Colossians 2.10, you're already perfected in Christ. You're complete in him. So, um, yeah, if you want any more information on that, ask us, and we could probably get to, get a lot of uh, a lot of help for you on that. And our ultimate impact course actually is one of the main things that we use to help people get into that place. So, but a good question. And anybody else got any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I was going to say before that that maybe the ask the Father should be at the very bottom because with all of these things, we got to ask the Father what He wants us to do. You know how He wants us to steward how he wants us to cooperate so that in that we will find rest because we're doing what we see the father doing. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, because it, it did seem at first like, Oh, these, these are works. We're getting back to service. We're you now, what do I have to do to be a good Christian? <laughs> 
but if we if we're you know asking the father then we will we'll do what he wants us to do and that's and, that's good yeah and i have to say that my brother has a tesla and it is the most amazing car to drive the acceleration i mean it was like a zero to 60 <laughs> in like two seconds i mean the g-force of that thing was amazing i love them <laughs> Yeah, I I'm super impressed by the uh, uh, the um, Cybertruck that's coming out, and yeah. <laughs> I know my two boys already have their orders in for it, uh, their deposits on it, and I'm like, I might wait a couple of years so they can work out some kinks, you know, because after they said we got these bulletproof glass, and then they demonstrated it by throwing a right. ball bearing at it, and it busted. <laughs> um, you know, they got a few things to work through yet, but uh, a bulletproof vehicle uh, kind of. <laughs> interesting you do have to kind of ask why why but really? hey i you know i here in colorado uh, about every uh five to eight years they say there's a hailstorm that if you got your vehicle outside it will total the whole thing and i've seen some vehicles that have been hit by some of the hailstorms in fact just like six months ago and uh yeah that that i'm like okay maybe the uh bulletproof vehicle does have a place <laughs> anyone else Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up then. And I'll just say, uh, again, next week we want to talk about kingdom economics and what that might look like. So put some thought into it. Ask the Father. Uh, maybe look through some scriptures and so forth. These three plumb lines actually came out of um, a book that I don't have here. Uh, I came to give. I just did an interview with um, uh, David Jaden. It's not David. I'm blank, totally blank on everything right now. Uh, anyway, it's a, I Came to Give, great book. And in that book is where he had these down. Uh, and when I, when I read them, I'm like, wow, those are plumb lines. Plumb lines for the economics. And yet looking at them, it's like, wow, this really fits for kingdom culture. And those were the abundance, the stewardship, and the cooperation. That if we can, if we can, if everybody lived by those, man, we, we would be in a perfect world where nobody really has a need because everyone's giving, everyone's cooperating, everyone's taking care of everything and even taking care of, of one another. And uh, it's just a, a beautiful synergy that I'm seeing more and more as we look at it. So I um, encourage you to contemplate those and ask the Father what what is it that uh, he would have you share next week and encourage all of you to come back and invite some friends. Let's have a good conversation. So. Thank you again, Maxine, Martha, Ann, Larry, and uh, um, Jerry, and Norma, and Judith, and Elizabeth, and Jennifer. Thank all of you for being on here. Appreciate you all, and all of you on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you. Blessings, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, 
we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.